Hello and welcome to Rapture, the game where everyone is dropping like flies, and the only thing that the entire group can do about it is go to a carnival. Uh, what's up, everybody? I am CJ, and I play Frank the Tank Faulkner. I'm your favorite construction worker, and I'm kind of sounding like Soul here, but whatever. Uh, we're going to pass it on to Jonathan. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I'm Jonathan. I play Mavis Madsen, uh, scientist dude, uh, batshit, yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, my friends are dying one at a time, but very rapidly. Uh, with that, we're gonna go over to David. Hi, I am David, and I play Johnny Glasgow, drunken, uh, not so hunting sharks anymore. I don't know what we're... I've gone from dark depths to dark clowns, and I'm a little bit out of my woods. Uh, with that, we're gonna pass it over to, uh, the Grand Meister. Yeah, that's what that stands for. The What's Grand up, Wizard? Everybody? It's hey, no. You need to be careful with no. that. No. <laughs> What's up? It's John, the GM or the Game Master. We were a bunch of white people, so I mean, come on, I'm, man. What's up, everybody? I'm John, the Game Master, GM, and if people are falling apart like flies, I guess I'm holding the fly swatter. As we get into another session of Welcome to Rapture, A Deal with the Devil. Where I'll ask myself to recap last time and let's give a quick glimpse into what happened in my last session. Would you kindly? You know what? Just because you asked nicely. Previously on Welcome to Rapture, the trio now was getting uh, the chance to come to terms with their group of five now dwindling down to three. Uncertain of the fate of Soul and certain of the fate of Jack, the group tried to decide where it was best to go forward after a good night's sleep. In the interlude between nights and day, uh, there was a bit of action where Johnny, using uh, what was uh, a good part of what was left of the bag of items from Mavis's lab, was able to gain some cold luck in the form of a plasma and tonic that would help Johnny gain ice powers in the form of Winter Blast, in the form of an offensive skill and a defensive tonic, uh, which would go pair well with uh, Mavis's electric powers now. The gang gained a little bit of strength in the interlude before they tried to decide what to do next. It was decided, after a nice breakfast and coffee, that they would try to look into the carnival that was mentioned to them last time. Arriving at the carnival, the gang had a bit of a free time, where some of us decided to play games and break everything, and get a baseball and some baseballs and a bat. <clears throat> Frank. Hey, Johnny. Uh, no, I played the fifth. You broke it. You broke both of them. Uh, Johnny enjoyed some nice fried food and drinks to kind of help him center himself in this time of uh, a lack of inebriation. Let's face it, there was a little bit of inebriation in that coffee, so he's fine right now. And then uh, Mavis almost lost his soul and brain trying to deal with the vague responses of a rigged machine. Although there seemed to be something odd about the machine, as there seemed to be some advancements on it. They were given uh, some odd answers and responses from the machine that would tell them to uh, look for something that stood out in the freak show. As well as the response that the puppet himself, the Jester, was a faceless puppet and that its master was one that led many. These bits of hints and oddities led them towards the freak show at the back. 
in which case they position themselves oh so carefully, 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 with Johnny in the crowd watching from the front, Mavis at the side of the stage, hiding just behind the curtains to see what happened from both sides, and Frank pretending to be one of the strong men helping the movie equipment in the backstage, looming in the distance, trying not to gain attention on himself. Just as everyone got themselves into position, some form of leader of the group walked onto the stage and announced that the show was about to begin. And that's where we ended last session, and that's where we'll start now. All right, lads, so just a reminder, uh, we had Johnny positioned somewhere in the back session of the uh, general public. Uh, do note there was, on the side over here, a couple of odd figures that seemed to be focused on the stage as well. They seemed to stand out from the general audience. We had uh, Mavis on the side, over here by the stage, hide, hidden behind the curtain even as it opened up. And Frank's over here in the back, moving some items, trying not to stand out. With that in mind, as the show sounds to start, does anyone want to mention anything that they're trying to do at this moment? Pause. I'm, I'm back to recording now. All right. So to recap, again, Johnny's in the background of the crowd, trying not to stand out. Mavis is on the side, hidden behind a curtain. He's in somewhat a view of the actual outside crowd and behind the stage, but he's not directly seeing anything in particular. He's kind of got the best of both worlds, but it's also kind of inhibiting him. And then Frank is in the back, able to see everything that's happening behind the curtain. The show's about to start. Is anyone wanting to do anything as this is happening? As as what's happening is the so question. the man's on the stage saying that the show's about to begin. So literally, like the curtains are about to open up, and the show someone's about to come onto the stage. But is anyone wanting to like do anything as this is occurring? Um, do you? What's everybody else gonna do? I guess is. Uh, why am I going first? I don't I want to. <laughs> I have is, no clue on what I need to do. All right, is there so, anything that Johnny would be doing? The weird people off to the side. Okay, give me a perception check then. Oh, well, balls. Okay. It's almost like you should have been ready to roll. I'm good, man. <laughs> He's ready to roll. <laughs> Stupid puns. Oh, fuck. And we'll have Frank on deck. Oh, my perception. Whoa! Alright, that's pretty good. That is four successes. All four successes being sixes. That's a good deal. As, as you focus, focus on, on to, to... As you as focus, focus on, on to you, the, the strangers, strangers in the distance, distance. you do <laughs> see that they are keenly focused on what's happening as the show's about to begin. Whatever they came to uh, focus on and, like, Whatever the whatever reason they're here for seems to pertain with whatever's happening on the stage, or at least in that general direction. Uh, whatever what they were doing before, like idly looking around, they seem to snap to attention as soon as the show's about to begin. So you know, you, you get the feeling that whatever they're here for had nothing to do with the audience themselves, but more what's happening on that stage or in that or or possibly behind it. I'll say because you got all sixes. All righty then. Alrighty then. With that in mind, it is Frank going next. What is Frank doing as the show's about to begin? So Frank is still trying to uh, see if he can notice anything off, I think. Um, so I guess I need to roll perception for that. Correct. Alrighty then. I'll get some 
for some reason I've closed out of the game. So let me get back in there. And uh perception. Icarus, you flew too close to the sun. Something's wrong with your mic too. No, it's because I'm using something different. Ah, gotcha. Alright. I can't use my headset at the moment, but that's all good. Let me put this other What are you using that's different? I'm using beat studio beats. Huh. Did you know that while I get roll twenty pulled up again? These studio beats like garbage? No. Did you know they're made by Apple? Apple owns Beats. Did not know that. know that. I didn't know that until today. Beats by Dre? I didn't know that. Yeah, like, that's Apple. It's Beats by Apple. They're your number one microphone for sounding like you're underwater. I definitely don't think you would be one by default. No. I, I'm you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Let me pull up my notes to see and verify my boots by sway. Nine. There we go. Alright, so. Very bad. Very bad. Did get a crit fail. Uh, so that leaves you with two positives, but overall negative. Uh, with the hustle and bustle of the uh, of show starring and, uh, and everything, That's you notice that everyone's. Sir. Oh, it's mind. four positive, but it's three one. So, yeah, I, I got you. I got you. With the hustle and bustle, the, the show about to start. You notice that everyone starts like getting frantic and running around. The, everything behind the stage was kind of antsy in the first place, but now the show's actually about to start. Everyone's trying to get like to where they need to be and out of the way of like whatever the show's about to start. So like everyone's starting to like zigzag and cross around each other to the point to where like you're like you're directly in front of you it almost seems like there's always like a different person in front of you every given time you blink so it's hard to keep track of what's going on around you it's all kind of like you get you get the feeling that as someone that's not used to like the theatric world and everything that like everyone else is working like double time and you're working out maybe half that so you're just kind of holding a box in place try not to get in the way of everyone else running around you okay so nothing i've done nothing you don't see much now. Okay. Um, I'll I'll give you I'll give you a little freebie. I'll say as much as everyone's running around, he knows that there's an odd small figure trying to st- pretty much do the same thing as you, staying out of the way in the back on the opposite side of the stage of you. But that's as much as I'll give you. Okay. And now we go to Mavis. What are you doing? Anything as the show is beginning? So, um, the main person of interest that we've seen so far has been. The boy with the bag over his head, right? Yes, the boy with a sack on his head. Correct. Boy with a sack on his head. Um, is boy, there? Somebody should really tell that dude to get his nuts off that boy's head. <laughs> um, Shame. Uh, and and like, what has he been doing? Has he just been rustling, bustling like everybody else, or is he going Even, somewhere? Um... Yeah, even amongst this group of freaks, he seems to be like the gopher, uh, like the the uh, the chore boy. Uh, if there's something that needs to be run errand wise, he seems to be the one that's like sent to do it. If someone needs like some makeup real quick, he's sent to grab it. If someone's needing a cool a tool or an equipment, they kind of brush him off to go get it, or them off to go get it. Uh, it this is kind of like the uh, even amongst like all of these like not popular people, he seems to be the bottom. Of the food chain so he's kind of running around doing everything 
thing as if he's like every single freak's assistant. Uh, but he, he doesn't stay in one spot too long, and he definitely don't hear this person say anything as they run errands for every single person in between uh, requests. And and just as just as a bit of uh you know bringing stuff back for the you know hundreds of listeners that we have maybe some of them forgot why we're here in the first place um <laughs> uh why what what exactly am i looking for again <laughs> In the previous session of Welcome to Rapture, you were interacted with an odd machine called Soltan. Whoa. Close to breaking your mind and your will, gave you a bit of information asking you for a lead to go to next. It recommended for you to find one that hides amidst others that seem to stand out. I think the other way I worded it was look for one that hides even amongst the freaks. Yeah, and that was that was to find who again? Was it was it to find the master of the puppet or something like that? No. You asked for a lead and it gave you one and asking you to find one that hides even amongst but those a, that stand out. A lead to what? You asked for a lead for what to do next. Okay, so, uh, yeah, just like a general what to do next. A general what to do next. Your question so, involving the shepherd, the preacher, or the jester all gave you general information that basically that the jester was in leagues with the preacher and that, uh, to something to that effect, basically that, like, whatever was controlling the jester was something greater. Yeah, the jester but, was a puppet for something and... They all got shit to do with the with the the preacher, and that all just kind of led us here. Got it. Right. You got the information um, that basically that the jester was at the carnival. But as for a sip for a lead in general, it recommended you that you find someone that hides amongst that hides amongst the freaks or ne'er wells. So I feel like I want to keep an eye on this kid. Uh, okay. If if for nothing else, then uh, destiny, fate, God put him in front of my eyes and and brought my attention to him. Um, do I? <sighs> And he's he's like staying behind the curtain, correct? Oh yeah. At no point does he seem like he's going to be part of any show or any act that's going to be going onto the stage. It's very much like a hand behind the stage, helping get supplies, doing tasks behind the stage. Definitely not trying to draw any attention to themselves. I'm thinking I need to incognito, keep tabs on this boy, get intel. You know what I mean? Uh, like figure out like where he's going to go or some way that we can. Um, talk to him and possibly skin him alive. Um, if you're trying to keep tabs on him, give me a perception check. If you're trying to get closer or find some way to approach him, yeah, I need a stealth. I don't think I want to get closer. I feel like I have a pretty good vantage point. Uh, from where I'm at, I'm very pretty hidden. I'm off to the side. People aren't going to come out the side of the stage. They're going to go out the front. I'm thinking. Um, mm-hmm. do you want me to? Roll to stay hidden, or or is no, my if, stealth if just going to carry st- over? Your stealth carries over as long as you're trying to stay in this one spot and not move at yeah. all. Yeah, if I'm you- if I'm good where I'm at, I don't see a point in um in moving, especially when I have like good eyes on him. So, just a perception then. Just a perception. If your goal is to keep tabs on him. All right, that's a fair roll. Five five four. Any ones? A one. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, so five five four one two two. Okay, so from where you're able to see in your stand in your position, you're kind of tucked behind all the rolling cu- curtains 
as it the uh, curtains on the stage close up, opening the gap and everything. From what you're able to see in your position, you see that Sackboy happens to be on the opposite side of the stage, helping out with things on the opposite side as the curtain's opening up. So whatever acts are going on, he, they're helping them uh, get their necessary like tools or like if they're trying to apply like some uh, makeup real quick for their like their looks and everything, they're helping with that. Uh, but it's very much like very brief request, runs to get into the thing, gets out of the way immediately until someone calls on them again. It's very much not like you get the feeling that no one's like buddy buddy with them it's just very much like there's some kind of unsaid agreement that like this is basically everyone's gopher or assistant uh they're on the opposite side of the stage of both you and frank though so uh from where you can see they're kind of just running in between they they, they seem to have like a decent tandem of what they're supposed to do and everything so you get the feeling that they've been doing this for a little while but uh by no means it seems like in that time they've built any kind of relationship with anyone in this troop Okay, so not a lot of familiarity with his surroundings, as far it's as people. The freak show version of like the coffee boy. Gotcha. All right, Frank, you would have you, you would have noticed as much too, even admits like amidst all the people running around and everything, you definitely would notice that this person is definitely not like holding conversations with anybody. But his perception's right, cool. like a million, so. Yeah, don't well, don't you worry about me. That's the only bad role I'm gonna have tonight. Right, it's it's a bit hard for Frank to even see that much, but you definitely at least hold the enough perception to see that they're not like holding conversations. You're not staying in one place very long. It's very much like go to point A, you finish your task. Go to point B, you finish that task. Like at no point is it seem like there's a lull where they're like, they're like allowing themselves a moment of rest or respite. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe they would see a little bit more about like what what interactions they have with everybody. Where it's like very much like there's no conversations, there's no thank you. It's just oh, you finish your task, you know, go to your next thing, and Sack Boy does exactly that. All right. So as everyone notices this thing, the stage opens up and everything kind of prepares as the man stands on the stage as a moment of silence, looking around. And uh, this man seems like your very classical ring leader just got uh, looking everything looking around the crowd just making notes of everyone looking at them and everything and they just take a moment of silence and go ladies and gentlemen to start off the night we have something familiar to anyone who's been around the, this theatrical kind of entertainment we give to you first the tamer of blades and fire like and the man snaps his finger and a gust of smoke to the thin man holds this large scimitar in one hand and seems to be holding a strange concoction in the other. You happen to see this man bring up the scimitar, and anyone who's seen this kind of act before already gets the gist of what's going on. The scimitar seems unusually large, yet somehow is able to fit inside this man's mouth as he seems to swallow the entire thing scimitar. with ease down his throat until the hilt is reaching just to his jaw. Everyone in the in the crowd at least seems to be given the usual response of ooh ah, and there's even a, a child here and they're going, "How did he do that?" Uh, gently enough, it seems that the man easily enough pulls out the sword at the same time before drinking the concoction that's in his other hand. Uh, at this point, Mavis and Johnny could see that this figure on the stage seems to drink the majority of the concoction before looking across the crowd and everything. He seems to be waiting for a lull to happening across the crowd. For instantly enough, he seems to snap his fingers, and the smallest glimmer 
of a uh, bit of flame holes on the tips of his finger and thumb before he spits out whatever was in his mouth, and a large gaps of fire seems to cross the crowd. Everyone gasps and screams as if the fire's going to hit them, though obviously enough the fire hits upwards towards the sky, seemingly almost going to hit the roof of this uh, carnival's tent. Yeah, obviously it holds off just far enough so that everyone can see this long stream of fire come across the stage. Everyone but the, uh, Johnny would notice the groups that are like quiet and off to the side seem to be not focused on this figure, but what's happening behind them. So what's happening behind them? I would need a perception check for anyone who's trying to pay attention at this time. Uh, um, first off, I call bullshit. Nobody is sticking a scimitar down their throat. I've it's all part of the show, Johnny. I mean, that's exactly what they want people in the crowd to think. So, yeah. Hey! Oh wow. shit! I got a pretty fucking good perception roll. Uh, is Frank watching too? My perception roll has gone on five, four, six, four, five, six. It's pretty good. With a one and a three. It's pretty good. I'm assuming Frank's busy at the moment. Oh! Okay. Sorry, I had said if uh, if it was easily visible to me, then obviously I'd be watching it too. So. Okay, so that's yours. Gotcha. So you got. Okay, everyone in this group from your different vantage points, because basically Johnny on the back left, Mavis in the center left, and then uh, Frank on the back left. All of you notice that this group that's on the opposite side over here from the way that the tent, the curtains are opened up, uh, this entire group of individuals that seem to stand out from the crowd are all looking in the direction on the opposite side of the stage, not paying attention to the show whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what we rolled for, to see what they were looking at. Yeah. you can. Well, that's the thing. You can see that whatever they're looking for hasn't appeared on the stage as of yet, but it clearly has nothing to do with the individuals on the stage at this moment. But from where you're all standing, it would make sense that whatever they're looking for is on this opposite side of the stage over here on the right. Yes, but can I see what they're doing with my, like, beyond my physical limits perception? <laughs> okay, I'll give it to you guys because you guys all got pretty decent rolls. You would notice that as the show's going on and the man had switched from the scimitar over to the fire, uh, the sword was almost kicked over reflexively from the center of the stage over to the back right. As soon as Sackboy reached forward to grab the sword to get out of the way, the group that had stand out on the right end keen in on this one t- uh, individual in particular. So, wait a second. Like... Going into his mouth, it teleported to the other side of the stage. Is that what no, you're no. saying? He, he, what he had, what happened was, as the show was going on, the scimitar was brought from his mouth to his hand, and he placed it down on the floor as he switched over to the concoction that he was drinking. In this bit that he's doing, he kicked the sword reflexively as part of his bit off the stage into the back area to where it could be removed without distracting from his show. So their eyes are fixed on the scimitar. The scimitar moving back into the individual, which is Sackboy, that grabs the scimitar and removes it from the nearby area. Huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, as the show goes on, the man re- 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 finishes up with his fire bit, 
as he takes the bow and the crowd obviously in response gives a you know a generous amount of applause applauding the first ad of the show before the ringmaster returns onto the stage and he says ladies and gentlemen we have something a bit more lulling to help you move on and transition with the act of the rest of the show we go from one that tames flame and blade to one that can tame your heart as we give you a moment to enjoy the lulling lullabies of our next act and as the man takes a bow and steps off the stage a bearded lady appears on the stage with a great big dwarvish beard dawning Ooh. on her face as hot quite domineering woman Total with a babe. quite with a quite you know dominant expression gives us the most lulling and tulsid tones that almost seem operatic in form that seem to just anyone who's in the in the in the vicinity of them seems to almost be lulled by them by the gentle tones that she offers in that one moment even you guys who have been dealing with all this great dark interactions and uh these fights take a moment to hear these tones and uh you know what? Give me, give me a general. Uh, give me a general. Uh, oh, what would this be? I'm gonna ask that you guys give me a general uh, leadership check. Le- leadership. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Dang. I'm good. Uh, six, six, four, four, three. Okay, Frank. Working on that now. Checking my leadership. I was scared for a second, but we're okay. There it is. No, that's pretty good. Now, that's for the full success. It is for the general public that has been like pretty docile in their everyday activities. Such warm and inviting tones seem to be enough to kind of like vacate the mind and allow the thoughts to drift. However, you all are here on a job, and you're here focused on the task at hand. So the tones almost seem to like just barely graze your ears, and then immediately bounce off, seeming to have no nullifying or calming effects whatsoever. It's almost the same as if standing in the elevator and hearing the general tones happening in the background as you're reaching the floor you're intending to go to. As this happens, uh, you seem to be noticing that the group seems focused on the bearded woman for a moment before their t- their gaze returns back towards the back area of the stage, clearly not impressed with whatever act's going on at the moment. I am unaffected by the siren song. Aye, this last, albeit not beautiful, has a pretty beautiful voice. At this point... Uh, it seems like the the songs are ra- the songs seeming to be wrapping up more than anything in the moment. Although it doesn't help that somewhere near Johnny, as this song's going on, uh, this younger individual, probably in their teens, their late teens, happens to call out towards the stage, "Shave your beard, and maybe you'd get a date." And a general uproar of laughs happens across the crowd. Clearly, this is not a very apologetic or sincere group of individuals that have come to the freak show tonight. Yeah, they probably get that all the time. Surely this is nothing new to this kind of uh, entourage of theatrics. You can't be sensitive and be in a freak show. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work. The bearded woman seemed almost pleased with her show until that uproar had happened, not seeming 
like hurt by it, but just more definitely like annoyed. They expected it to it to happen more or less. It's almost like when you expect a, a gift to uh, be pleasing before you open it, but then you open it up and it's like, yeah, no, that's generally what I expected. It's like you you, you want to yeah. be surprised, but you're not expecting to be surprised. All the same, the bearded woman gives a general bow from the crowd before she returns back to her section of the stage on the back right. And the reading leader appears once again. And they go, ladies and gentlemen, we have for you tonight a bit of a new act, if you will. Someone we've been garnering and gaining the intention of for such an event as tonight. You've heard of mint beings that could tame even the most wilding, feral of creatures. We have one such as that for you tonight. Welcome to the stage, the Beastmaster. And on the stage after that appears what would almost seem like a He-Man of both form and attire uh, approaching the stage as he looks amongst the crowd and he says, Ladies and gentlemen, I appear to you a being amongst beings. What you would call a freak, I call potential and i have the potential to rise above anyone in this crowd tonight um don't believe me is there anyone here that can think of a creature that even i could not best probably souls whale shark whale yeah the kraken (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) i love it there's a kraken outside sir why don't you go tame it uh, the Beastmaster does notice your comment over there and both this kind of side comment of Mavis. And he lo- looks amongst them and goes, I'll be sure to add it to my itinerary. But for now, perhaps something a bit more approximate to the stage. And uh, <laughs> almost on cue, this, uh, it almost seems like too good to be true. At the same time, this you hear the loud thuds. <clears throat> loud thuds approaching the stage that you you trio would find most familiar at this point in time oh he's got the hypnotized big daddy fucking easy (laughs) as enters onto the stage is this large being in its diving suit approaching as almost commanded onto the scene although uh anyone can give me a perception check real quick if they so choose I mean, God asks, I answer, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got three. One, two, three, I got four. Oh, three sixes. Okay. And Frank, uh, not terrible. Frank and uh, Johnny would notice that this, uh, the movement of the uh, Big Daddy that's approaching onto the stage, stage seem almost more docile and theatrical than normal. Mavis, on the side of the stage you're on, as you're looking on, you could notice that the pieces of the attire themselves seem almost loose and barely placed on at this point. Oh, so it's not a real big daddy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's the, good to know. The, be- the beast master gives like a general cry, and he goes, "Beast, bow before your master." And the big and the big daddy, and all its efforts and its heavy suit. Barely gives a lean forward as if trying to hold on to the weight at the time before it leans back up. He goes, big, and he goes, beast, show us a trick. 
And the Big Daddy takes the drill on his side and he kind of gives a rev of it as it goes as the crowd kind of like gives a, a quick shrill oh. back as if scared that it's going to approach them. And the Beastmaster approaches and goes, Worry not, audience. I have this beast in my control. There is no beast that I cannot tame. Is there a, be- is there a little sister around I can just slap? <laughs> Not that you can notice. (laughs) However, at this point, you would notice that one of the figures that was on the side has stood up in the time that this Big Daddy has been uh, prancing around the stage and has actually stepped onto the stage itself. Although it seems he's donned a hood and cloak at the same time. And he seems to look um, approximately across the Big Daddy and the Beastmaster in here. And he seems to give like a huff and like disappointment and he goes i came here tonight in hopes of finding something truly wonderful and once again the theater gives me nothing but parlor tricks and illusions disappointing to say the least and this is one of the group that that we noticed only paying attention like the the people that seemed like they knew what the fuck was going on right correct Okay, Correct. gotcha, gotcha. He stepped onto the stage now. One of the group has separated from it and stepped onto the stage as he looked onto the Beastmaster and his and his big daddy, yeah. quote-unquote. And it's a group of three, two. right? Right. But gotcha. One, the other two are still in the crowd as the other ones have stepped forward. Yeah. And he looks across the, uh, sta- the crowd at this point and he goes, You stand in a city full of wonder and amazement, and yet you limit yourselves to such th- parlor tricks and theatrics. When you could gaze at so much more. This guy's speaking my language. He looks back to the Beastmaster and he says, You claim to tame beasts, but have you tamed the beast inside yourself, poor man? The Beastmaster seems almost like at a bit of a cold sweat. At this point, he gives a half chuckle before looking back at the Ringmaster, wondering if what kind of like improv that is he called tonight. As I hear this, my hand goes to my side and I feel the outline of the Book of the Yellow King, and I just think, if they only knew. (laughs) If they only knew. At that same point, at the same moment that the figure looks off to the ringleader to see what kind of parlor he's hired tonight, this cloaked figure steps forward and plunges a syringe into the Beastmaster's chest. Love it. For pushing in. Uh, What color is it? Boss time. It is black. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh. And he pulls, he, he injects the fluid into the man's chest as the Beastmaster seems almost crumpled into the ground for a moment. And he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, if you wanted to see a beast tonight, you've come to the show of a lifetime. I call it that because it'll be the last one the majority of you ever see. And where is the hooded boy? The bag-faced motherfucker. Uh, give me a perception check. I've been keeping up with him this whole time, or I thought I was. But, um... Things have happened since you glanced towards his direction. Let's see, that is three successes. You would notice as this show goes on, the boy with the sack on his head has almost, like, peeled himself onto, like, the far corner of the back side of the stage. Like, trying to stay away from whatever's starting right now as far away as possible. Like, to my side? <laughs> like, if you're over here at the front of the curtain, he's, like, in the back corner on the back side of the Ooh. stage, like, trying to get as far away from this as possible. 
as the Beastmaster is crumpled up for a moment, he his body seems to be tensing up before sections of his body seems to almost like so pulse out and like is it, start to like bulk. Is it safe to say that it's pretty chaotic right now and that even the freaks are freaking out? Oh, the freaks in the back are freaking out. The audience in the front is definitely freaking out as this figure that has worn a cloak and he goes, Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you tonight the beast within all of us. And he's freaking out, so he didn't expect this. Do we get Oh yeah. Do we get shepherd vibes from these guys? Oh, oh definitely. I got definitely. Vibes so yeah, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. I want to run to the boy with the bag face on his head and I want to be yeah. like come with me if you want to live. Give me an agility check. <laughs> right. Uh... I would like to stand up and yell at the crowd. Would I need to roll leadership so I can yes. be way more convincing? Yes. I okay. only got two. General leadership? General leadership. If you have anything in, like, diplomacy. Oh, yeah. No, we're just going to have to hope I get a good roll here. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, and then what's Frank doing? Uh-huh. <sighs> While, while Frank is thinking, let me go into my monologue. Ah, ladies and gentlemen. Just interrupt my turn, why don't you? Well, I rolled for a leadership check, so I could get the crowd to leave. So, I mean, I, I got rolled for a leadership check, too, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if he just did what I think, what I think he did, y'all might want to run. And, uh... I would run fast, and I just kind of like, just kind of pull the harpoon out from my back and start slowly trying to ice it over. Okay. Uh, what is Frank doing in the meantime? Frank really hates when uh, these syringes are pulled out and people just start transforming into monsters. Uh, shoot. Frank wants to pull out his gun and shoot the person that injected this fool. Okay, yep. so then you're going to roll me a ranged with any bonuses you have towards uh, that. Yes. With proficiency. So, as Kill this happens... Kill the source, dude. As this is happening the entire time, Frank's pulling out his gun and getting ready to aim, as Mavis is trying to make a general run amidst all the freaks and stage acts that are at the, behind, the back of the stage, kind of pushing and going through them, Assassin's Creed style, trying to get to the other boy. It's taking you a hot second, though, because no one's <clears> wanting to stay in one place for too long. Johnny gives a just general cry out for, you might want to get out of here now, as he pulls out his harpoon. Between the man screaming on the stage, the man giving advice in the crowd, and that same man in the crowd pulling out a harpoon, there's a general scatter of panic from the crowd as they start, start to disperse out the sides, going in any general direction around the sta the uh, seats outside of the tent. Um, Frank wants to change what he said he was going to do, mm -hmm. because now looking <laughs> at my notes, I realize, like, this is something I thought of last week, but, mm -hmm. you know, I have this baseball bat and these baseballs, mm -hmm. so what I'd really like to do is toss up this baseball and try and hit it at the head of the person who, you know, injected this fool. So that basically, instead still... of shooting him with a gun, I want to hit him with a baseball at like 150 miles an hour. Ranged what, attack. What uh, stat is that? Is that brawn? No, it's range. It it's would still be range. Ranged. You're aiming and you're you're flinging it at them, so it's still ranged. Well, I don't. Efficiency. I, 
I don't have ranged proficiency. I so have, it would just be your agility. I okay, have a agility. fun. I have a fun little thing mm-hmm. that uh, I just thought of. Um, if he meets his ranged, right? Like if he meets his accuracy. Mm-hmm. What if you use brawn to see how hard he hits it, and then <laughs> like I can accept that. You I know what I mean? I well, I got one that. success. Oh, so it's up to this beast how well they uh, dodge, which is not a bulky creature. So, well, wasn't he hitting it at the cloaked fig? Yes, correct. So he's not paying attention, but it's still a general of like how well they can dodge. Yeah, because you're gonna hear the crack of the bat. I will. Yeah, the crack of the I bat. I will say, um, like he's kind of stealth right now. He's like behind the tent. The it's it's almost a sneak attack. You know what? Just because of the the position you're in and everything, give me a general brightness to see how hard you're throwing it at them. Assuming that you land it with that one. Uh... Let's say that you just hone in in this one moment, and like you're close enough that like. You're going to hit them. It's just a matter of how hard you hit them. But you have to specify where you're hitting them, not the, the head. Oh, not the head. Okay, I would say well, I would say hitting the head requires specific aiming. I would Right. Well, then in this case, I would just be like trying to hit them with the baseball. Like I'm just aiming for them in general. Okay. Well, I like you. I mean, if he's if he I, misses I it failed, the first so. time, he can toss it up and try to hit it again, right? Yeah, I have I have more baseballs. I'll say you get a second throw. You get two actions, so you get a second throw if you really wanted to, because you got, what, five? Five baseballs. Yeah, so I'm going to just re-roll everything again. Okay, Uh, for the second throw, basically. You had one in each hand, you went two-two. Yeah, the first one kind of missed pretty bad. No, the second second one one did better. Oh, yeah, no, it did. The second one, you hone in a little bit better, as like you're kind of getting a feel for this thing that you haven't really practiced with in a while. So right, and then this missed. is how hard I hit it. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's about the same. Not, not very hard. <laughs> okay, so as the crowd starts to disperse and Johnny's starting to get ice on top of his um harpoon... A couple Fred's of innocents get whacked wind. with baseballs. <laughs> no, I'll say he, he landed like on like the far ends of like the man torso. Like One hit like the lower left front. I hit him, but I didn't I didn't hit him very hard because I was so focused on trying it, to hit him. Yes. It was more like a punt. Like, it just went pat, pat. Like, you just kind of, like, a general, like, pop on each side. So, like, enough that he's aware that someone's trying to target him from the back, but it hurt. It hurt some, but not a lot. It just annoyed him. You basically just threw, like, decent-sized rocks at him, and you kind of grazed him with them. Uh, but it was enough to do a little bit of damage. And as this is happening, like, the, the Beastmaster has suddenly, like, his, his body's been kind of, like, pulsing and shaking and bulking up all the while before he kind of stands up and this almost like feral man seems to stand up in its place fangs kind of looming off of his uh out of his mouth uh it's almost like distant expression as like some yeah. smaller horns are starting to protruding from the man's head and they and the, this figure that's wearing the cloak kind of gives a chuckle as he looks at it and goes there it is the demon inside all of us given form finally and he kind of looks around at the audience that is no longer there except for johnny with this ice harpoon he kind of gives a general glance in his direction going a crowd of one a crowd of Mm. many the demon will find its toll Uh, hey you rat bastard 
I'm gonna take the toll out of your ass. Okay, yeah. so as this is going on, I will say it's time to give initiative real quick to see how this goes down. Oh, uh, no doubt. Alright, what do I roll? That is your agility. Oh, hell, I have, like, agility. One, two, three. Alright, let's see, let's see, let's see. Ah. Uh, three successes. Okay, so Johnny has three. Uh, two, well, two successes and then a one, so I guess that counts as one. No, it's still two. Okay. In this case, it's just how many successes you have. Okay. Yeah. I only got three. Um, it says five. I just want to, you know. Three? Okay. Make sure uh, that, that was, I'm... That was from last time, so... Oh, I got I'm you, got you, got you. At the moment. Yeah, he's Wait. adding it all in right now. We're going to give... Okay, Screw so this, guys. What a Demon has Screw one, you guys. the cultists have know. two. So in our order of events, we have Mavis and Johnny going on the same turn, Frank and the cultists going on the same turn, and the demon goes on a final turn. Exciting stuff. As we get into the fight with the demon and the circus. <sighs> really? Out of this black ichor popping up. My focus is definitely gonna be on the boy. Okay. Um I'm gonna so if be you're trying to get to him right now. I yeah. would definitely recommend another agility check. Another one? Gotcha, well, gotcha. You're trying to get across the crowd to him. I would say if that's all you're trying to do, you can do two agility checks in the same turn for two actions. I got one, two, three. Okay. And if that doesn't get me to him, I will make another one. Mm-hmm. And I only got one that time. Okay. They're kind of like bobbing and weaving through the crowd, probably getting shoved a little bit here and there. You're, you're doing what you can to get across the crowd. It takes you a good bit of time to make it from one side of the stage, ironically, to the other, even though uh. it's not the largest stage in the world. But at the end of your other turn, you finally get approximately the same area as Sackboy, as he kind of like is tucked into the corner, trying not to draw attention to himself at the moment. He just seems kind of anxious and off to the side, just like... <laughs> and I'm, I'm to him now? Yeah, you're like in the general area in front of him. Like there may be like a good five feet a apart from you. And I'm like, like come with me if you want to live. Okay, we're gonna leave that action up to your next turn. Oh, okay, that's gonna be a roll then. All right, gotcha. Yeah, Carry like on. Leadership, basically. Um, at that point, it goes over to Johnny, who's on the in in the state in the crowd still, like in the seats with this cultist and this demon sitting on top of the stage. These other two cultists on the right side. Uh, my first move will be to position myself. How do I? How do I ping? Hmm. How do I ping? You like just you... hold down to click. I would okay. like to. I would like to position myself there. So give I give me an agility here. check to see how easily you get over there. Okay. Because you're going down steps, basically. Yeah, but I'm not going so fast. But you're trying to be dexterous about it. There's people running all around you. Yeah, well, you're trying to get left basically around all the stuff that they left behind, like drinks, popcorn, snacks, yeah. things and like you're, that. You're going the opposite direction most people are running, so... 
it is taking you a hot moment from where you are to get to that stage or get closer to the stage. Uh, there's a bit of a slip here and there. As bad as it is, though, you don't, like, necessarily faceplant. It's just, like, you're trying to, like, all stoic and brave, and you're kind of like, ugh, fuck. Shit. Got And you kind of get down to the stage. It will take the entirety of that agility to get you to there, though, and you're not looking graceful while you do it. Mm. Oh, well, my last action is going to be to start charging an ice blast. Uh, you can launch an ice blast in the same turn. I will need you to roll uh, intelligence plus any proficiency you have towards the plasmid. Uh, so if he takes a turn to charge it, would that be okay, uh, I'll not? Would that be to... like similar to aiming with a gun? Like you on your next turn would get more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you can prep it if you're trying to hold it as like a reflex. Like, if you're waiting for the enemy to, like, move or get distracted, like, if you're waiting for an opening, you can save it, and I'll give you an yeah, extra D6 that's what for I'm doing, doing that. That's okay. what I'm doing. I'm just charging it up. I was just trying no, to move into position for the attack. So you got into position, you're holding your harpoon in one hand, and in the other hand, you're seeing the channel, this ice, kind of like this ice sphere in your hand, as your arm seems to be, like, glazing over in ice a little bit, holding it in your hand. Um, they seem unaware of what you're doing otherwise with all the distractions going on, but you have your attack saved as we move over to Frank in the back. Frank in the back. Frank in the back rooms. Hold on just a second. Frank in the break. Yeah. Right. Sorry about that. Um, oh, good. So Frank wants to uh, walk up to the cultist and say something like uh i don't need these baseballs anyway oh god what is that accent anyway um <laughs> hey, oh, take... forget about it forget about it i don't need no baseball bat i i don't i don't need no baseballs i'm walking here hey i'm walking, here. Hey, I'm I'm walking here and uh i'm gonna swing i'm gonna swing that bat as hard as i can at his head at the cultist's head? At the cultist's head, yes. Hey, I'm swinging here. <laughs> hey, I'm swinging my bat here. Okay, hey. I'll say it will take you an agility. It will take you, like, a movement to get over to him. So that's one of your actions. And it's the other action to swing. Okay, so agility for movement? Yeah, just to see how, like, how dexterously you get to sneak up on him, basically. Like, he's aware you're there, but it's how quick you get on top of him, basically. Well, like uh, how about that? Hey, oh, it's almost a conundrum over here as he throws these baseballs at you. And you're like, oh, I'm going to get that guy. And as you look up the fine said guy, he's already on top of you. And he's like, hey, oh, my, well, Moshin Dairy, you get what I'm saying over here? <laughs> and in that same second, as the cultist goes, what the? The bat's already swinging down on top of him. And I yeah. want to let you know I have uh, a brawn of seven and melee proficiency times two. So Where are you aiming for with this swing? The freaking head. I said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> give me that roll. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you that roll, baby. Oh, give me that. One, two, three, three four, five. Oh, he gets to see if he can dodge it at all. No, you know what? You were so good on your roll because you got all successes. I'll say he doesn't even get a reflex to save. You just deal you deal one, two, three, four, five damage. That's ten damage on his skull. So right across the forehead, man. Right across the forehead as it comes down. 
Uh, it's such a jolt at his head that the man crumples down to the ground. You're unsure at the moment if he's dead, but he's definitely not up at the moment. It don't matter. Uh, my next turn, I'll take care of that demon. <laughs> Knock him like, out. What the? Wham! Pap! Ugh. Frank always gets it together when it's time to fight. As this man crumples down, these two cultists remaining can only stand in awe as they see one man preparing uh, some something over here and another man drop their leader down to the ground. This can't be good. So what's going to happen is that both of them are going to try to pull out their guns and uh, aim aim with one attack and with the other attack actually fire. So that's going to be for one. That is three to hit Johnny. And three to hit Frank. Now you both have the option of either trying to dodge it or you have the option to try to absorb the damage if you have that perk or feat. I'll try to dodge. I'm going to try to dodge, too. It would be an agility check for both of you, then. Plus yeah, I, have, I have dodging times two, also, so that's For six. every success you get, that's minus one damage. Beautiful. Uh, that's minus all three damage. Nope. Uh, you only had one success. That's minus all three damage. That's minus all three damage. So, Frank, you were so focused on whacking down this cultist that this, uh, this... You, you barely notice this guy. Oh, those were threes! Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. Um. So you hit. You get shot. You get grazed in the arm with your bullet as uh, the other man tries to aim at Johnny. Johnny, in this one moment of focus, I don't know. He seems to be in the zone or something because he just leans forward enough that like the bullet just kind of grazes past him as it misses his back altogether. All right. Frank's got damage soaking too, so that's good for next time. That's right. So with that, it's the demon's turn, as the only enemy that's immediately in front of of him would be Frank. Yes, so he, sir. He's going to try to give you a general swipe with his uh, beastly hand, as he's going to try to like claw at you. All right, give me that real fast, because I got to be AFK. So that is Chop-chop. three successes. So you can either try to dodge or absorb or take it. Nope, we'll take it. Uh. That was. Yeah, we're absorbing that. So that's going to be eight for me. There it is. How did we do? Uh, Not great. No, you you got enough. You got enough to absorb the the, the effect. I wanted wanted more. (laughs) As the the first swipe seems to come at you, you seem to like it comes like at your arm, but you're able to like flex your body enough that it like almost seems to bounce off of you. As you seem unimpressed with this beast's first attack towards you, it's yes, uh... almost stunned by that. As it tries to take his other hand and swipe and give you like a hammerfish towards your head now. Okay, so I'll do the same thing. Yeah, that is uh, three to hit you. Uh, and, is... and we're gonna deflect all of it, or we're gonna soak all of it. It's like it's the same thing. He tries to strike down the hammer fist on top of your head, but you flex your your muscles hard enough that like as it hits the back of your skull, you seem unfazed and unmoved by it. Your eyes glancing towards his of like, who's the real monster here? Yes. Uh... With that in mind, it returns to Mavis's turn. He's already mentioned he's wanting to talk to Sackboy in order to convince him to uh, move forward with him. That will require a leadership of at least one of your actions in order to convince. Four, five, six. Yeah, no, that's general enough that, like, he's pre... It's not that, like, 
you have to be the most trusting person in the world. It's just like the fact that someone's willing to reach out a hand in this moment of time, especially in an environment where he's not used to such generosity. He's hesitant as of a moment before he kind of leans forward and kind of like approaches you in general. Not necessarily trusting everything you say, but enough to kind of follow you for the moment. All right. And then, um, so if he's, if he looks like he's going to come with me, he is. Um, I'm going to say, I need to get my friends out of here. We need to leave this place. Uh, nothing good will come from this battle. And then, so I want to exit stage right. <laughs> and I want to, I want to yell, um, to Frank and Johnny and just be like, Frank, Johnny, we should leave. There is enough uh, fucking stuff for this. Like, let's get away from the monster. Uh, and like, I am saving this child's life. Frank, bring the cultist over your shoulder with you and we can interrogate him later. <laughs> Okay, I will say it's just in general. It's going to take you the rest of your action to get over here and say this general decree yeah. as you make it to the other side of the stage. Um, so you make it to the other side of the stage and you kind of give this general statement out towards the general area, in which case Frank and uh, Johnny could hear you say it. Yeah, and and um, but what I'm hoping is that like the monster will be distracted by the crowd of people and then we can just, like, head on out of here. If we need to deal with the well, cultists, we can do it outside the tent. You know what I'm remember, saying? they are dispersing for the most part at the moment. Like, the general yeah. crowd kind of left when Johnny first shouted out, so it's more like the remnants are what remaining at the moment. If we have to fight it, you know, that's a thing, but, like, I'd rather not. Okay. <coughs> so you give your general statement out as you make it with Sackboy to the other side of the stage. You make this general statement towards Frank and Johnny, in which Johnny... Just here's the statement as he has prepared his winter blast. This creature has attacked twice towards uh, Frank and not having any effect towards uh, any damage at, at the moment. I will say, as a bonus, you could launch this winter blast if you so choose. Oh, hell yeah. Freeze the bitch oh, in place and yeah. we can take off. Let's get out of here. I'll give it to you as a bonus because you had it prepared. <laughs> I'm definitely la launching the winter blast. And my goal is aiming more of torso to legs to try and freeze him in place, which has been my goal all along. Okay, so that's going to be a intelligence plus your proficiency. Alrighty. Oh, plus that extra one you gave me. Yes, because you had it prepared. One, two, two. You probably have a luck point if you want to use it. Yeah, we're going to use a luck point. Yes, 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 yes. Heart of the cards? The heart of the cards. The heart of the dice. One, two, three, four. Okay. So, and it's interesting on occasion because when the, whenever the first shot hits you, like, uh, it, it actually dodged you, so you didn't get even get the bonus of your defensive ice attack, but you lean forward, and as this beast seems to attack Frank with two blows that seem to have no effect, at the same time, you finally bring your other hand forward, and you blast up the shot of, like, cold frigid air towards the beast's legs and you solidify them to the very ground beneath him as it almost seems like he's becoming part statue in that moment the beast seems to be un almost unaware of this altercation that's happened to his lower half as he seems to be submitted to that very spot at this point you do have your two actions at this point however 
I would like to leap up to onto stage and thrust the harpoon through his icky brain. Okay, so that would be an agility to see how easily you get onto the stage, and then oh, you're because <laughs> you got to get from the steps to the stage. So okay, no, that's still pretty good. It takes you a hot second, but you give it a good general leap, and you kind of hook your way up to the stage from that final step over there. Now, give me your attack, which is you specified the head, so that's your brawniness plus your proficiency. Okay. Okay, so that's one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve damage to its head. As you give a solid thrust into its head with your already iced over lance, as it gives a solid burst of ice out, the creature gives a loud, shrill shriek of pain as it finally looks down and notices that its legs are cemented in place. It gives like a panic scream out at the sudden situation it seems to find itself in, as it's now flanked by both Johnny and Frank on either side of it, with Mavis in the distance on the other side of the stage. With that in mind, it would switch over to Frank's turn at that point. All right, so, uh, you know, we're, uh, huh. We can't run and let this thing loose on people. So I guess, uh, I guess I want to hit it in, uh, can I know how much health it has left? It is taking a decent bit of damage at this point from Johnny's, uh, ice to its legs and then the spear into its skull with the burst of ice afterwards. It's it's looking pretty rough at the moment. It's um, a newer being, so it hasn't had really a chance to adapt to its new body, I could say. Can I hit it in the back of the head with the bat? It's facing I'll... towards you, so it's more the opposite way. So you could hit the front of it, you could hit the side of it. The head, you would you would have to move around to where Johnny is at the moment, where can his hand is already pierced. Can I uh, hit it in the throat? Yeah. Would, would, would his gun do more damage? Not necessarily, because he still has to... It, it It's... You're closer, so it's still going to pierce and do damage, I mean, but it's not going to do more damage because he's closer. I'm a melee guy, dude. What I'm saying is... Well, I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm just saying he has more of a chance to hit. For the, if the gun would provide more damage than his melee hit... He's... No, his his melee would do more damage in this range. And I have oh, better right. chance to do more damage with melee. I mean, yes. And it's I'm not the thing, it. it's not like the thing can dodge you, it's like ice to yeah. the floor. Yeah. And at this point, if that's the only action you're running to do, you could basically attack its throat or it's anywhere twice, because you're right on top of it. Yeah, let's hit that throat, dude. So if you're going to attack it twice, give me two attack rolls with your brawniness plus your proficiency. First for the accuracy and then for the damage. So for the first hit... Oh, wait. I need that to be one more. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's an auto six. Like, that hits no matter what. Okay. Oh. Well, and it's well, a six on the attack, too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, the, fir- the first one was a mistake because it's uh-huh. not nine. Yeah. But uh, I-, I guess it really doesn't matter. No, you hit sixes out of the way, so that automatically hits. Uh, and it doubles because it's a crit, so... Give me Good damage. Good damage. It may have wanted fun. Well, you apparently don't need me. Jesus Christ! <laughs> At least I've got the boy. So, that's an automatic 8 damage to its throat with a bludgeoning hit from your first strike. Just for shits and giggles, give me that second attack while you're at it. <laughs> Literally beating a dead horse. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that that's gonna hit too. So give me damage on the second hit too, because that is still four successes. And it's one, two, three, four, five damage, which is ten. No, you didn't crit, so it's still four damage. Um, how does Frank finish this? Finish him. I'm gonna tell you what Frank's gonna do. Frank is going to just like even after he's dead. Uh, Frank's kind of going to go into like a, he's going to see red kind of go into a blind rage but he's just going to hit again and again and again so that first hit, even as this beast beast screeches out from the ice and the piercing pain in the back of his head the first hit like forces all the air out of its throat as its neck caves in it crumples to the ground, it's seemingly almost like passive at this point and you hit, you hit and you hit, and you hit. You can hear the thudding sound of it flatten and break even more with each hit. At this point, both the cultists that have been on the other side of the room see this, and they're unsure which one of you was the, was the more of the beast at this moment as they begin to flee out of the room as you go, slam, 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 slam. Love it. Um, knowing that, I like Frank would really badly want to chase them, but he's like, I mean, he's got tunnel vision. He yeah, this, doesn't realize this, this, they've left. So this is all you care about at this moment is you just finishing off this thing that dared to strike, try to strike you twice to no avail. Like you, you are you're, you can taste the blood kind of splatter onto your face with each hit at this point. Oh yeah, dude, that's all over me now. Um, I would say it would be the cultist turn next, but seeing what you did to this newly formed beast. Uh, both of the cultists would sacrifice their turn. Basically, from these middle row seats here, they would take one turn. We'll see how well they do this, just for theatrics. So, While he's doing that, I slowly put my hand over the boy's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) From the sheer spectacle of this attack that you're doing, it takes them a hot second. They kind of fumble down to this first step as they're trying to get around now, around it to the other side. Because you are just you are just slamming down on this thing. Yeah, all the same. They kind of freak out for a second as they kinda of hold on to each other and they let me, make let me, they make let me it ask, just over to where Mavis is as you're continuing this escapade. Let me ask you a question. How noisy are they being escaping? It's the it's oh. not them that's making the noise, it's the steps they're taking that are making the noise. They kinda of trip on top of themselves and stamp slam onto the steps like they're not trying to scream or make noise. It's just like they're so on top of themselves that like okay. they're kind of slamming and st- stepping all over the place. All so, right, like, let me let me ask you this: Can I roll mm-hmm. perception to see if I hear them scrambling to get away from here? I was gonna ask the same. From my vantage point, do I see them trying to leave? Yes, all three of you can give a perception check at this point to see how much you notice of this. I will forgo the perception because I'm. For one, I'm not interested in the cultists. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it's a good thing for me to, for them mm-hmm. to leave. That's one less yes. thing we need to deal with. And like they're doing it right in front of me, so but I'm I'm just gonna coast on this one. Uh, okay, uh, that's fine. I don't have a good perception, anyways. No, uh, yeah, I mean that's fair. I had six successes. Yeah. Okay. Damn. You definitely you, de- you both definitely notice. Surprisingly, Johnny easily enough from where he is sees this group go from over to the middle, down the steps, and off 
and off to the side you easily notice this frank even as you finish off this this dark pulsing mound of flesh that's no longer resembling anything anymore you pick it up almost like a predator looking for something else to attack you notice something in your cursory vision as these two moving objects blur off to the side as if trying to flee away so uh, i want to i want to give chase okay do you uh, say anything just... to mavis do I say anything to Mavis? These Do people are, uh, yeah, they're like running away right in front of me. So like, I'm yeah, on the same side of the stage that they're getting to, yeah. to take out, to yeah, take so off out of at, there. Just at the edge of the seats, Mavis is like right here on the other side, closer to the stage. Like he's basically, nah, as they're passing, they're, they're, they're parallel to each other. They're perpendicular. I don't, so like, I, I don't, don't even realize Mavis is there. Like, okay. I'm so yeah. hyper-focused on these guys that have tried to start trouble like mm -hmm. i'm i hear something i look mm -hmm. i see them and i'm like locked and if that's the okay. case then mavis is just kind of like a little stunned and just watching yeah which well, is ironic because of the i feel like reaction mm -hmm. i'm trying to decide whether or not like i realize that frank wants those guys or not because I can kind of bar their exit a little bit. I'm in that position to do so. Um, Roll perception. I, I, even without a perception, I think you'd be well aware from just your positioning that, like, basically, as this thing is mounted down to a pulp and the other cultist is knocked out, for the very least, that these cultists that are leaving would basically be the last cursory bit of attention that would be worth anything as this place is emptying out. And I see Frank, like blood red eyes look this way okay so if that's the case if that's the case i'm gonna with like with like my left hand push the boy behind me and with my right hand i'm gonna pull my sword out and kind of like you know uh like you know the arm down like i think my friend has uh, some questions for you or something you know what i mean like so basically you're kind of sweeping up your sword and you're kind of like blocking off their yeah escape with, i'm just like, like forcing it into the wood of the of the seats basically yeah um Give yeah me a brian is to see how well that goes uh or an intimidation and leadership if you're trying to like coerce them let me see intimidation is that a plus the skill is there an intimidation skill? Uh, it'd be basically be a bluff. So, is it brawniness or is it melee? It's brawniness if you're trying, basically trying to impale the wood into the uh, the sword into the wood to block their path. It's like a, a leadership kind of like perception diplomacy check if you're trying to like verbally coerce them okay. to stop. I'm definitely gonna do bluff then because I don't want my sword in the wood, and it okay. also makes sense uh numbers yeah. wise yeah. uh we're gonna go let's see that is a six five five okay so like your wood your sword basically barely glances into the wood enough that like it's not gonna be like easy enough to just shove out of the way as the blades kind of pointed towards them like they're forced to kind of stop at their gotcha. track as they're forced to look towards you falling where the blade's coming from where do you think you are going uh, they definitely seem panicked enough from your action that they seem a bit antsy about just immediately saying anything as they're, as the attention of both Frank and Johnny are pierced onto them at this moment. I would say it would be Johnny next, though, because Frank yeah. has just finished 
break breaking up this dude in the pulp. Knowing that those guys are going to be the heavy hitters in our group, mm-hmm. basically, I'm just like trying to give them time to get to me. No, absolutely. All right. So you would wager that I am here. Yeah, more or less. And they are over here. Uh, more down, like over here. Closer to the edge of the sea, and where Mavis was with his sword, he was able to kind of like just break them off, basically. AFK, BRB, carry on. Okay. So, what are my options here? Let me take another drink while I decide to do something real stupid. Okay. All right, so, first action is a running leap off the stage to dive onto both cultists using my harpoon to like kind of bowl them over to the ground. So that would be an agility to kind of gracefully leap onto them from the stage. Oh boy. Agility is garbage. Gonna have to be the focus Monday. <laughs> Gonna have to focus some agility. Uh... You're more of a hitter, less of a runner. <sighs> yeah, I'm a sprinter, not a marathoner. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. It takes you a hot second to get from over there to over there, but you kind of, like, give a general, like, ton, 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 kind of a three-step, and a hop over, and uh, give me a brawniness to see how hard you hit them as you land on top of them. Um, would it be basic brawniness since I'm just jumping at them? Yeah, just general brawniness as you're trying to land on top of them and kind of impact them into the ground. Nope, my bad. And that's two successes. Okay, so it's not enough to knock them out cold, but it's enough to kind of drop your way on top of them and kind of thud them to the ground. Like, it, they're down on their feet anymore, definitely, as they kind of, like, you're all forced to kind of face plant onto the ground simultaneously. <sighs> but that definitely does happen as it moves over to Frank's turn. You just saw Johnny kind of jump off the stage and stage dive on top of the two cultists that were being held in place by Mavis's blade as they all trio of them now kind of, like, stuck on the floor now. Stuck on the floor, you say? Stuck on the floor, I see. So, do I need to roll agility to see how quickly I get there or anything like that? Yeah, you can take one of your agilities to kind of move across the stage onto where over to where they are now to see how fast you get over there, or how gracefully you get over there. Perfect. Uh, three, six, you, you, you have a pretty easy time. You're kind of in the zone right now for combat and everything, so you kind of move over, and you kind of just kind of... Dun, dun, dun. Uh, also kind of thud off the stage and kind of land right on next to them and to where Johnny and, and the two cultists are kind of just face planted on the floor at the moment. So Johnny tackled them? Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. So right. on top of them. Um, yeah. More or less. Like, imagine, like, if they were just, like, three bodies, like, they were that, and then kind of maybe Johnny's kind of, like, interceding on top of them. He kind of stays shy on top of them, basically. Oh, Johnny, no. Oh, Johnny, no. He's basically kind of uh, like holding them down, like with his arms, like uh, like closer to their center. But like the rest of their body is like pretty much exposed, aside from that one spot. So I'm trying, like I'm taking my bat and I'm mm-hmm. swinging for. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to get in the mood, get in the character here. Um, mm-hmm. we're gonna say, we're gonna say, like I'm gonna swing this bat just. At them in general, like so, like I'm just trying to hit the cultists nowhere in particular. So we'll just say like the back. 
Yeah, so we're just yeah, you're you're hitting for back of torso. I got you. So give, uh-huh. give me if you're trying to hit both of them, give me a brawniest hit for each person. So if the first person you're rolling, what's the accuracy? I mean, well, yeah, that's fine. I'm not really trying to hit one or the other. I'm just swinging. No, I'm saying, so, so you're, you're taking your first, well, okay. Let's put it this way: you, you took it, I, you can move over it, there already. If you're trying to, hit, are you trying to hit one? Okay, okay. So I'm swinging. Yeah, and I don't really know that I notice. I mean, I guess I saw Johnny there, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say. There's that no I'm way like, you can't. I'm not yeah. taking. I'm not taking great care to not hit Johnny. Okay. Okay. There's a chance I could hit him. Well, you, you, you okay? So, uh, give me your brownies to see because you're gonna hit one of them. One of the three people you're gonna hit with this. Correct. So, give me your brownies plus your proficiency to see how well you hit. Okay, no, that's fine. So you hit the cultist that's closer to you. So as you jumped off the stage, you landed closer to like this left-sided cultist. Um, uh, basically, you're, you're you're in between Mavis over here and Johnny's on top of them. So you're kind of in between that right there. Okay. As you land your hit across the back of the closer cultist, roll your damage for me. Okay. So it's one, two, three, four, four. damage. You give a solid hit to the back of their spine. It's a loud thud that kind of echoes through the room as they kind of give a general yell out as they try to like tense up and keep their mouth shut. It's a solid hit that does some damage, but they're they're, they're hanging in there. Hey, you know, I'm tired from swinging on old dude over there. <laughs> yeah, you only caved in a demon. Whatever. <laughs> so if if uh, so, Frank does this right in front of me, yeah. and like. I see with that last hit, he kind of winds down a little bit. You just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm like misinterpreting what you just said. You were like, you said Frank's a little tired from hitting the other guy. Well, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm given an excuse for the low amount. Oh, gotcha. So he, he gave a solid thud, but he's in like, the, ah, you know, I'm tired. In the second that I think that it's going to take for him to try to hit again, I want to lean down and and say. Now would be a good time to tell us what the fuck you're doing. I, it seems that would be a good time for me to get fucking way. Uh, yeah, uh, Mavis, you can give a general, like, uh, per- diplomacy, uh, bluff, what, whatever angle you're trying to roll, roll that. Like, are you trying to persuade them, or are you trying to bluff them into, like, telling you information? Um, yeah, I kind of want them to, you know... Are you you good cop, bad copping them? Kind of, kind of, yeah. I want them to spill the lore, dude. I want (laughs) give it. Give me the plot, please! Mm -hmm. Um, so I got a four, five, five, six. Okay, so you did did a pretty good job. Like, your, your words and the slamming of a bat into the man's back... Definitely gets one of them stirred and kind of looking in your direction and kind of like unsure of what to say at the moment. As the other one uh, looks towards him, almost baffled by the weakness of the man. As uh, the man who hasn't been struck yet simply shouts out, I welcome the shepherd into my heart. And as, as soon as he says that, oh, God damn it. nothing directly happens to anyone but him. But you notice as soon as he says that, like this black tar kind of like, it jigs out of his mouth as he just drops dead. Wait, like dead, dead, or dead, like monster, dead. Dead? dead? Like, does he turn into a? Dead, dead. No, oh. he gives he gives no sign of moving or stirring around. And everything it almost seemed like the equivalent of like 
popping a pill that was stuck in your tooth. Yeah, the cyanide pill. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Uh. So now Johnny's on top of a weakened dude and a dead dude, so there's that. It seems your friend took the coward's way out. Will you do the same? Uh, your words have stirred him a bit, so he's unsure what to say at the moment as he's hesitating, as he's looking around between the man that struck him with the bat, the other man that's on top of him, and the other man that seems like his one sole form of logic and reason at the moment. He, he's, he's not saying anything, but he's not jumping off the cliff just yet. So I, I, like... What's the what's the what's the vibe of the room here? <laughs> like, how do I how do I feel? Uh, like, what does the, like the look on Frank's? I mean, he's like the catalyst here. What what kind of kind of vibe am I getting from Frank? Are we about to slaughter right. these guys, or are so, we gonna like take them somewhere and question them? Keep in mind, right, you already so have another unconscious man on stage that we could grab and we could just slaughter this motherfucker. It's true. And we've also so... got a child with us. I mean, I don't know if he's a child or not, but that's how I've seen it in my brain. So whenever old dude says, you know, blah, 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 preacher stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that happens that kind of like, like I kind of snap out of what I was in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I like, I kind of look around like I was in a blind, you know, I was in a blind range. So I kind of mm -hmm. like look around because I don't know where I'm at mm -hmm. and look down and see this dude. So I want to like snatch him up by his robes, I guess he's wearing, you know, like at the back mm -hmm. of his neck, like if he were a cat, you know, and yeah. I was picking him up by a scruff. Yeah. To snatch him up and be like, uh, I want to ask him, like, hey, who's your boss, man? Give me a leadership plus either diplomacy or bluff, whatever you're going for here. Um, what are we going for here? Uh, like, so I have. Yeah. Uh, we'll go with bluff because that's what I have. So, All right. whatever's gonna give me the best. You're basically just trying to shake information out of him at the moment. Yeah, like he doesn't have to know a whole lot about me. That's truthful, mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, one, two, three successes. Okay, okay. Um, you shake him around a little bit after you slammed him onto the spine, and he just watches his other compatriot die. He looks onto the stage and see his leader is like unconscious at the moment, and he just Ooh, goes, "Leader, you, you you already know who is in charge of us. You all would know who's in charge of us." Does Frank get to do ask another question? Uh, sure. We'll say you get another question out of this. Yeah, we're out of bullet um, time now, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like... it's Fight time's over, so it's kind of more free play at this point. Um. So, let me ask you this. Can I pull my gun out, point it, like, stick it in his face, and ask him uh, where he came from? What, are you asking him, like, who his parents were, or... <laughs> Who's your uh, mommy and papi? I'm, Listen, I'm if saying... he gives you a smart-ass answer, kill him like I did the Zoltar, dude. So I'm going to tell John, like, what I mean, and he can, the <laughs> character can do whatever he wants to do. Okay. But, uh, you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Where Set him on from? fire. But I want to know, like, you know, what's he doing here? Who sent him? Like, that's kind of the what I'm going for, but... 
That's what I said. Okay, oh so yeah, roll, roll, roll that's a good one. Why? Like, what? What are you guys doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you? Why are you here doing this stuff? <laughs> roll bluff for me. Uh, okay, three successes. I got you. I got you. Okay. You know, the so gun's got... supposed to be a little motivator. Yeah. It's definitely helping at this point, as he kind of looks at the gun and looks at you, and he kind of like fights with himself a little bit for gun get before he gives a huff, and he kind of goes, "We were told." There was a rat inside the freak show that may have been digging around about us. Could have been looking for leads on us. We figured we'd snatch up a rat before we could find any more trouble. Very inconspicuously, I would like to look at the boy and see how he reacts to this statement. He is shaking. Like, more so at that statement, or just in general? Like... Shaking, he was shaking at, at all the conflict and the fighting and everything. At the mention that they were looking for somebody that was like a rat or something, he's shaking all the more at it. So at at noticing this, uh, I would like to put a hand on the boy's shoulder and say, um, "Do not worry about this. We will take care of." this and 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 like je- like very gesture generally and um look i was not lying when i said to come with me if you want to live stay with us and we will figure this out together it seems that we are in parallel with our uh pathways intentions of life and whatnot Um, but pay these goons no mind, as we are currently dealing with them. He definitely jumps up as he kind of plays the hand on his shoulder, not not anticipating the direct, like, you know, contact with them. But as you mentioned these words, he kind of looks towards you with the sack on his face and everything. For looking back down at the ground, he's kind of giving you, like, a general nod and, like, confirmation. Like, he's accepting your help in this time. Awesome. It's basically just, like... He's not sure of what to make of all this at this time. If there's anything I feel good about, it's saving this bo- Like, how old is he? He looks like he couldn't be any older than maybe like 11 or 12. Like, he's he's pretty young. Instant feel like I'm saving my son. Like, instant. Oh. Like, I feel like I am, like, saving Joshua. You know what I mean? Like, I feel... Yeah. Mavis is gonna instantly feel like he's... He's protecting his kid. You know what I gotcha. mean? Like he's he's gonna like hardcore like relate this to that. He's not thinking about it like cognizantly. It's very subconscious. But mm-hmm. like at this point when he like sees the fear and he sees everything and he realizes how young this kid is, uh like at that moment, Mavis would do anything to protect this child. Like, that's, you know, that may change later, but <laughs> that's where we're at right now. No, I got you. All right. All right, so you guys have this one guy by the back of his neck, basically, with a gun in his face. He gave you some general info. Mavis consoled the boy, seemingly antsy about who they're looking for. What are you guys doing with this last body that's kind of hanging in Frank's hands at this moment? <sighs> Listen, man. I'm going to tell you, we're going to need a lot more information than a rat. Because you may have came here for a rat. 
We should get a couple of bowls instead. So you're going to have to tell us everything we need to know. Or you're going to be orange pulp. If I plus. may, if I may interject as well, mm-hmm. um, you can tell us what we need to know and we can get things from you and possibly you could live or you could ensure your death in a very, very painful way by being like a hard ass and we could kill you. Absolutely no problem. We just did it to another guy and a monster. Your leader, who's going to know the most information, is unconscious on the stage, and we could go with him. But once again, you don't know this, but I am an impatient man. (laughs) I want the information now. One of you roll a perception check with a bonus from the other person's assistance. So what I was... What I was wanting to do was bolster um, Johnny's. Johnny's. It's kind of where I was going with that. Yeah, so Johnny Uh, roll a bluff, and then he added plus one to it. Okay, so... Frank is not a talker, so I mean, like, I've talked enough. I can't can't even, like, imagine... (laughs) I can't even imagine, like, what it would feel like to have this shit said to you, and then, like, this hulk of a man... Have you up by your collar and just fucking yep. dead eyes staring at you like, I just wish, I just yeah, want I to really turn not. your head 360 degrees. God. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a tough situation to say the least because he's like, he knows he's dead no matter what he does at this point. Like, he just kind of looks at you and even says as much. I, did, going, I gave him a way out. He, he kind of looks at you guys going, even if you set me free. They'll just kill me later. I I don't know much, but ask your damn questions and then be done with it. Bear. Can I roll intelligence to see what the best question to ask is? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know! Or just like ask it. a question. Oh, like God. Um, like, uh, we're... <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, God, I'm drinking beer. Um, mm-hmm. So our intention right now is mm-hmm. to, like, the whole reason we were, like, going to scope the place out and then come back later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, the whole reason, <laughs> the whole reason we were going to do that was so that we could find information about, um, it wasn't. The preacher that we were going after at this point, it was. You guys were mainly so going it was, after the shepherds in general, like the main guys that were like antagonizing you all. Like it's the separate individuals on top of the preacher, but like the main individuals that were like basically were like quote unquote targeting each and every one of you for a specific reason. Yeah. Uh, so like the that, that would be got, that mm-hmm. would be like the people that in like offered our names up right yeah that's what you're yeah generals and whatever gang this is and you would know which we found one up and that was finnegan you would know when you when you beat finnegan you would notice that you got an odd contraption off of his body that you have not done anything with yes you have found one piece of an odd odd item off of him i believe that's in johnny's inventory that sounds right um because he looted the body 
Yeah, because it seemed like more in general, your y'all's quest was to track down these individuals in particular because of their connection to any one of you with their past, as well as whatever connection they could have with the preacher in general. I feel I feel much more on track now. Um, if somebody else has a question first, I would defer to them. But I do have a question for this man. Uh, hey lad, what role does Jester have? Shepherd, crowd. He kind of gives a huff as you mentioned the Jephter, and he goes, look, I don't know much about the higher-ups and everything. I just know this guy came around not that long ago, and all of a sudden he thinks he's calling shots. He wants his own team. He seems like he wants to run his own little circus. Guy's a nut job, if you ask me. Hmm. A little bit of animosity for someone climbing the chain. That could be and you exploited. You also got the news that he's new. He hasn't been around for long. So whatever so, the other entities up there were the higher ups, he's ass. not connected to them. Uh, inferring from all of this, this guy doesn't like the jester and will probably give us whatever we want about that. Mm -hmm. About it. Love it. Next. Frank got a question. <clears throat> nah, Frank. I mean, I'm not really like. Hold you're, you're, my gun. you're just holding him up. Yeah, I'm still yeah. holding him up, and I'm not like holding my gun as intently in his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I kind of like turned it away from his face a little bit, but uh, it's still up, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, no gonna question, no questions. I don't talk. <laughs> I'm gonna look at him and uh, <clears throat> hold on. I've dwelt amongst the humans <laughs> as a shot in the dark here. Do you know anything about the command? The words that make us do what is said to us, why we have that, and where it came from, or any way to get rid of it. What, if anything, do you know about that one thing? He kind of gives, like, a general shake of his head at the moment as you ask that. Like, he, like you're asking above his pay grade, and he just kind of gives you a simple, uh, look, I, I just do the jobs they ask me to do. All I know is that whenever the higher-ups get involved, it seems like it's a pissing contest about who needs to do what, why they deserve to be in charge or whatever. It just seems like they got their own stuff going on. I don't know what they got going on with you. All I know is that... It, Whatever it is, it's something that it's a secret that they're protecting. They they don't tell us nothing about it, probably because of situations like this. If I'm honest, I will do you one more. Who can I ask to get the answers that I am asking you? Like, where can I find this information? Is there a person that knows? Like, can you give me literally anything? He kind of looks at you at this second, kind of blinking, and he goes, you, you do remember we were coming here about a rat, right? So he would know. Look, all I know is that whatever this guy is that they sent us here for, this guy's the only person that's gotten close to finding out dirt on us. It was bad enough that they sent some guy down with a syringe full of gunk trying to get rid of him. One that caused a scene in public in broad daylight, whatever this guy is, He's bad enough that he, we were willing to disrupt the normal causes and bring attention to ourselves. Beyond this rat that you speak of who has been unfound and unnamed and you do not know who is, what higher up, what person in your ranks 
would you say would know the most about this specific thing that I'm asking you about? He kind of thinks for a second, trying to figure out what to make sense of the situation. goes, if you're asking which of the higher-ups is the most talkable and likable, no. I ain't heard anyone say anything bad about that scientist guy. Ooh, who is the scientist fellow? I am a bit of a scientist myself. I don't know much about him. <laughs> we all wear cloaks. We all kind of disguise ourselves. Short guy. He works with portals. Odd little fella. Nice enough. Do you know wow. the name? You you would recognize the description that he gave that he's describing. He's describing the uh, the figure from the first time you met. Yeah. the higher ups. And I'm just trying to confirm, honestly. Yeah, he goes. We don't do names. We don't get to know names. If you're looking for anyone else that may possibly have dirt. There's a guy. He's kind of a wild card. None of us really trust him, but he's kind of high up enough on the food chain that no one can touch him. They call him the Game Master. Ooh, I like the cut of this man's jib. Yeah, picture a guy that plays all the games he wants, and pretty much anyone that we don't need anymore, we send to him to play whatever sick games he comes up with. He's pretty much a neutral third party that we just use whenever we don't want to get our hands dirty. I nod. Hey, this. Anyone who's played a game with him, I ain't never heard them coming back. At this, I nod at Johnny, like, continue with your line of questioning, because I've gotten all I can get. Let me see. Where can we find the scientist and or the game master? Game master, you probably find towards more of the theatrical side of town. Or frolics, fucking whatnot. Bunch of pansies and fairies over there, or whatever. If you're looking for the scientist, you're gonna have to find whatever lab they got him holed up in. I don't know it. I don't get to go there. But it's gotta be a pretty good lab for whatever they're trying to get him to cook up. I look at Mavis. Uh, what? Any more questions? What did What did Johnny ask about a minute ago? He asked uh, where they could find any information about the Game Master or the Scientist. No, I asked about the Jester a minute ago. Yeah. Oh, you asked about the Jester? I heard the Game Master and I heard the so, Scientist. Uh, uh, well, yeah, that was... I mean, I'm talking about... Question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I missed uh, that part then. Well, no, the the first, the first set of questions... Sorry, oh, this, is, this is turning yeah, into, like... Said- yeah, yeah, no, no, you're good. He asked before about what he knew about Jester. Just, yeah, just that he was knowing someone that was fresh on the scene, raising hell, get making a name for himself. Yeah, nah, that was yeah, that was that was a hot minute ago. But yeah, where could we find the Jester then? Ooh, I have a question. Do you want to ask your question first? Yes, kinda. Go ahead. What did the Jester want with the little sister? Uh, I don't know much about that. All I heard him was rambling something about making a new toy, trying to find, figure out how something ticks. It, man doesn't make much sense. It's just odd fellow altogether. Odd fellow. Don't, don't, don't like him. Don't like him. I take no pleasure in interrogating. Um, if your time is run short, we could kill you and ask the leader, or you can give me some answer stop acting like you don't know shit uh so you asked your question and then johnny asked the question about where they can find the jester 
And as he goes forward to kind of like give an answer, he 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 gets the solid like solid gasp of air out before you kind of hear, uh, uh, and he, he kind of goes down where you didn't see it before. There's pierced daggers coming out of this man's torso. Oh God! Not to connect to anything before they just disappear, and you can hear fragmented it in the air itself. Oh, science man. If you were looking for me, all you had to do was call. Why don't you come out and play a game with us? Oh, that's the Game Master's thing. What game would you want to play? Not Hopscotch, I wager. Dealer's Choice. No, no, not, not, not Dealer's Choice. I don't think we would like anything by his standard. Oh, Science man and friends, you took my toy away from me. That little girl was going to be so much fun to play with. You ah, you can blame Jack no... for that, not us. You left me with no bothering chips anymore. Breaks my heart. So I broke your toy in return. Um, how can... What? Can we see him? What toy like do he's... you speak of? He, uh, he was indicating I... the man that you guys were interrogating. Oh. Hey, you did us a favor there. No more Hold blood up. on our hands. So, Hold as up. you ask the question, the jester? his voice seems to be coming from multiple. Like, he, it, it always seems to be moving. Like, you can't quite pick up on where he's coming from because, like, it's behind you. It's next okay. to you. It's okay. above you. It's below you. It almost seems like he can't pick up one spot where it's coming from. Almost like it's catching up reverberations off the wall. So, he's not, like, right in front of us. Right. Are you like, a coward? Uh, I don't think I've been a coward in just a bit. It seems no. like you're a coward. Hmm. Speaking from the shadows, not showing your face, not being in front of us to have a man-to-man -man conversation. Are you a woman? I am, well, I was a man. Are you a woman now? So long ago. I'm a jester now. I was a man. In mm. fact, I think you owe me thanks for that sword you have on your back, science man. Uh. Oh, God. Travis, is that you? <laughs> Once upon a time, that name held to me. Travis, then... we could have so much to catch up on. Why don't you come forward and... We could catch up like good buddies. We did such well business together. I once was this man that did business with you, but then your compatriot left me to rust with the hands of the preacher. As oh. soon as I was here to play, the preacher went ahead and sent me away. I thought I was gone, but then he took what was left of me, a puppet, and he gave me strings. So now I dance. So now I dance. Poor Travis Willingham. Playing the fucking victim card. Is this what you've done your entire life? Would you hide behind the shadows because you're a victim? Mm. <laughs> Big words coming from a man who gave up his own family to meet needs. <laughs> It's great when you try to speak of things that you do not understand. Mavis, we, we, we haven't leveled up yet, Mavis. 
Let's not antagonize him too much now. Let's put it this way, science fan. I used to make business and deals with simple things. I've simply increased and improved what I make deals on. What I sold you before were blades. Now I sell and deal with lives. Well, if you feel so freely to speak about my family and what I have lost, why not come forward and wager your own life at my hands? How fucking dare you? As you make this decoration, the body of the man you were interrogating seems to dance and wobble a little bit before he kind of like his head like almost jerks and breaks to look off at you, Mavis. And he goes, Now who's not knowing what they deal with, science man? Where's your theories get you when you deal with things above your pay grade? It gets me bathed in blood as it has every other time. Come, that let me show the you. Please, science man. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> A queen and jack dealing with a full house. Trade them in and what do you get? <laughs> did you get the flush you needed, science man? I don't think you did. At this point, Mavis is like having a fucking hard time. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like kind of put his arm around the boy and try to walk away. <laughs> like... He kind of walks, as you see, he walk away and he goes, "Oh, the game's over already? Well, here, let me wrap things up real quick. And he'll, like, the, the strange man that you, like, seemed dead a second ago, grabs his own neck and snaps it the other way and just almost dislodges it as you hear a voice echo in the distance. Still time to play later. Always time to play later. Get a fresh hand before you deal the next game, science man. I almost feel like we should kill him just to not hear him speak again. <laughs> I... this point, I don't think we can. <laughs> Says you, I'd, <laughs> I'd take those chances. No, I didn't. Believe me, I want him to shut up just as much as you, but damn, he's more freaky than a shark guard. And that's saying something. Alright, as this all happens, the body that Frank was holding, I'm assuming it's kind of like tossed to the side. The man's definitely dead at this yeah, point. Yeah, I've definitely dropped it, like, during this conversation. As uh, Mavis and the boy seem to be walking out of the tent, all that remains would be the figure that's on the stage still, seemingly unconscious. Frank, do not forget to pick up the leader on your way out as a midnight snack. You got it. So you pick up the cultist leader of this group, kind of drag him out of the tent, and that leads y'all outside of the tent and back to the carnival. I feel like we've kind of got what we came here for. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't see any point in, like entertaining more carnival stuff i'm i'm ready for info um so i mean i don't i don't know what the what everybody else is feeling but that's kind of like where mavis's mind is at it i, I don't know if that's like widely apparent or not but that's just what jonathan's thinking right now i'm kind of uh, thinking like take these people somewhere else and 
Like, the boy is kind of, like, in our party now. I could see him being an asset with, like, the information he knows. And then, like, assuming he isn't turned off by however we have to get information out of this cultist guy, like, that's another avenue of information as well. So, what is on the mind of the other two? I... I see we are this uh, freak show of a place. Uh, where would you wager would be the uh, best place to uh, interrogate our uh, new friend? The if, if I were to pick a place off the top of uh, the dome, I would have to say Soul's Place. It's basically a vacant lot. It's not very busy. It's not very far away. Um, nobody's going to bother us there. Uh, we could threaten to throw the man to be fucked by a shark. You know what I mean? Uh, nothing makes any more than having to Sounds good. <coughs> Alright. So the group kind of makes the agreement to take the unconscious body and the young boy over to Soul's Place, and that's where we're gonna call it for tonight. I'm glad you said that, because I was fixing to say that. Yeah, we, we went a lot later than we usually do, but we were making some good progress, so I was like, why not? Why not? Soul's why not here not? to okay. tell us to stop, so... Yeah, we would've stopped an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, would it be... Did we level up? Not quite. You guys leveled up the last session, so... We made we some good progress the, on that, we, though. We leveled up off a runaway, and we didn't run this time. We decided to face down the well, mini-boss. To be fair, we leveled up at a point where we had done a whole bunch of stuff from the, the previous level up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get what he's doing with the milestone level ups, because, mm -hmm. you know, we had done a, a ton of shit from the previous level up, and this time we... We have done a lot of stuff, but not quite as much as what we had done before. Especially since it's been so recent since you guys leveled up. Yeah, just like last episode. Exactly. Give it a little more time, you'll get there. Bloody hell. I'm here for the lore, dude! Well, you guys are gonna get the lore, but we thank you guys for checking out this episode of Welcome to Rapture. It's at this point where Jonathan gets to ask for his plugs. Plugs, please! please. We're gonna go with David. Uh, first off, Jonathan, you're a hell of a human being. Thank you for coming to rescue me and my son today as we were stranded in public. Love it. Glad to help. So, uh, next, uh, a... Don't know. I guess I'm. Um, I've been watching uh, this YouTube called uh, "You Can Be Video You Can Be Games," and he plays like all of these like retro Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and like Game Boy games. Like, there's been like two Game Boy games. It's mainly NES stuff. Nice. But like, he just does these deep dives into strategy on the best ways to be these games, and we're all the secrets are and like his short retrospectives at the beginning of the games are beautiful but nice. uh, yeah if you haven't if you like retro games and like you've got a retro game that uh you find hard to beat you should probably check it out you can beat games or you can beat video games something like that you'll know you'll find it when you see the dog 
cute ass fucking dog. Anyways, oh. uh, yeah, maybe he's done a video on a game, retro game that you played when you were younger and you never quite got there. Let him help you get there. Yeah. Nice. All right. CJ plugs, please. Uh, I'm not going to plug anyone else's work, you know, because they don't pay me <laughs> and I don't benefit from that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm just going to benefit. It benefits what? Soul. It should benefit your soul. <laughs> Soul's not here anymore. That's right. Just forget <laughs> you. So I'm going to plug my own stuff. Um, uh, what a, so I've got work. Well, I was going to work on this video while we were doing this, but I was having some issues. Um, but having anyway, yeah, so I had to pay attention because a lot was going on. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, here, hopefully later on this week, we'll have a video out, of course, by the time this episode airs. Uh, <laughs> that'll be old news. Uh, the whole season will probably be over by that time. But anyway, uh, we were finally able to do a whole race in our league uh, in iRacing. And uh, we're going to be uploading our point of view, our commentary here soon. But uh, in the meantime, you can go to PTM Racing TV on either Facebook or YouTube. Uh, Facebook.com slash PTM Racing TV. I said I wasn't going to plug anyone else, but I'm plugging these guys. Surprise. Uh, the, uh, the broadcaster there does a really great job. Uh, he's really exciting to listen to. And uh, the racing was pretty dang good, too. We're able to get a uh, eighth place finish. And uh, we're looking forward to next, or well, two weeks from now, because uh, we had an off week this weekend. So go check out I Can See More on YouTube for all your iRacing content and whatever else I decide to post. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Um, John Plex, please. All right, guys. Well, as always, you can feel free to check out Nerds Play on YouTube. We play all sorts of new and old games. The week that this video was recorded, we also did videos on Crown Trick, a game I got in a bundle recently. Not that bad of a game. Good dungeon runner, all things considered. Not too bad. And uh, if you're looking for something to watch randomly, I started watching uh, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runner. Good show. Like it on oh, Netflix. Really? Give it a peek. I, it's it's pretty good. I haven't even played the games, and I'm getting into the show. Like I got three episodes in before we started doing this, and it's a uh, it's pretty decent plot. I'm I'm into it. I I was so I've been super into the cyberpunk, uh, I guess genre for mm -hmm. like years. I've loved it. Like there's a tabletop game that was out like a billion years ago, and then Runners. Yeah, well, no, cyberpunk, like actual cyberpunk. There's a wow. there's a whole thing about it, and wow. um, and then you know, like a couple decades ago, when they decided they were gonna make a cyberpunk game, I was all about it. And then uh, cyberpunk 2077 was a huge deal up until it came out and had like a you know like all the bugs you could possibly imagine. Uh, <laughs> I I I've been working on it at least. I had my eyes on that game for years before it came out. Just because I'm like so into the like genre and I love all that stuff, the style and uh but I I mean that I mean it sounds like that definitely sounds like something I would watch yeah. for sure. Definitely give the show a watch. They're only like 20 minutes each, 
They're pretty easy to digest. It get, definitely gets that whole cyberpunk feel about upper class and lower class and like dealing with the cards you're dealt. It hits all the right notes. Love it. And I am Jonathan. As always, I don't do interesting things other than this. But um in in uh in in parallel to David's plugs, I've been watching a lot of like speed runs lately of of different games and there I is dude there is an art to speedruns the crazy oh, really? shit that they do and like finding mm-hmm. ways to break games to do like and then I started to watch uh like devs react to speedruns that was that hit a sweet spot for me the first one I watched was Portal and like I played Portal for like I still play Portal I've been playing it for the better part of, like, a couple decades, probably. Yeah. And, like, what a... Like, to hear people talk about, um, like, the people that made the game that I loved as a child to watch somebody just break their game. I did the same thing with Half-Life 2, and, like, it's just... Speedruns are something that's scratching a niche for me right now, and I've been watching a lot of them. But yeah, that's that. Those are that's what I'm plugging. Speedruns. Speedruns. Yo, you, you want to see an epic speedrun? There's a guy who took Dragon Quest, the original Dragon Quest, which is easily what twenty hours, and he does it in like minutes, minutes, minutes. Let me tell it's you a story. Because like, there's a game, one of the Mario games, a uh, Game Boy game. I think it's like Super Mario World 2. Um, there's something you can do in that game to where you fall through the level and you fall and you fall and you fall. And then like the actual game's data is uh, represented in bricks that you can break and modify to modify the game itself. So all of the information of the game itself is under the level and you can like break certain things to change the actual programming of the game and it's like all mapped out these guys are like i don't i don't know who the hell figured this shit out but wow yeah that's some top level shit there's a um there's like a couple of so the speed run of that game ends up being somebody goes down they break a couple of bricks that like when they go back to another level, it they go to the credits. Like, and that's it. So they just, they break the game, they go down, they change the programming to when you start a level, you go to the credits. And I was just like, excuse me, what? So I had to, like, figure out what they were doing, and it just blew my mind. You can get to, like, the base programming. There's a lot of, like, blocks down there that you can break that will just make the game crash, but Wow. You can, like, edit levels and stuff this way. It's insane. That's um, neat. I like that. But what anyways, a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Also, All right. uh-huh. if your friend is still playing the Xbox 360, don't down him. He's just catching up on what's the latest and greatest and new retro. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, on that cheerful note, let's say bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.